0: Welcome to the Off Space Podcast. It's your host with the motherfucking most Chuka offer And it's your favorite co-host, Ezigo Offer. Chilling here, socks on,
1: don't give me shit for it. And today,
0: we are joined by a... I don't even know if I want to call you a special guest. Because (laughs) because everything positive just blows your head out. Which is cool, because you think I I have a big head too. But... We're joined with actually my ex, Cassidy. Who is that I how you introduce remember?
2: her? Yeah, I'm, I'm more than that.
0: No, this is one of my best friends. Like genuinely one of my best friends. And that is something, I mean, we were going to talk about it probably a little bit later into the podcast, but we can go ahead and get into it. It's like, I have a lot of exes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like everybody else, it is what it is with that relationship's end. But you always think about... Before you guys even get into relationships, a lot of the time, like if it were to go there, would you would you be able to retain a friendship? Right. Mm -hmm. If just worst case scenario, Mm -hmm. because of the fact that you did really enjoy that person's company at some point in your life and you enjoyed what they had to offer to you. Right. Mm -hmm. But rarely is that really the case. We know that. And so I think it's very special the fact that we were able to retain a friendship. And I think it shows people a lot of the times that it's very possible Right, it was a bumpy as fuck road. Oh my god! Like, we'll we'll probably get into some of that stuff later, but it's definitely something that I value a lot in my life, and always genuinely just to have somebody that you know how they feel about you in terms of genuine care, you know, wanting the best, wanting the best, all of that. And being able to separate romantic feelings, but still hold those feelings towards that person—that real love for that person—is beautiful to me personally. And so, yes, it's Cassidy. Hey.
2: <laughs> thank you guys.
0: The studio audience is clapping. No, they weren't. They weren't.
2: I'm happy to be here. This is the first time I've put on a bra in eight months. And uh, it's just a really special occasion, so this is so much fun. (laughs) (laughs) nice, you
0: know, stepping out. COVID season. uh, We're making the best of it. Is this what quarantine's gotten to? Yeah, I haven't had
2: a job. What's uh, What's the reason? (laughs) I was gonna say, like, (laughs) my first reason.
1: We like to dive into a little bit. How's your week been?
2: My week's been good. Uh, It's been really rainy, so I feel like that's always, you know, annoying. But just. School. I feel like the weeks have just been like completely running together the past however long we've been in quarantine, seven, eight months yeah. now. So it's like, I don't really remember, but I'm sure it was great. <laughs>
1: oh my
0: God. I'll look at
2: it from a positive aspect <laughs> always. Don't remember, but it was a good time.
0: Everything
1: kind of feels like it's been the same, not going to lie too. Don't the days, like I can't tell if today's a Saturday, Sunday, Monday. No clue. No clue. <laughs> I'm <laughs>
2: starting back work this week and it's going gonna, it's gonna to kick me in the ass because I don't I have to be there at six thirty for like five days straight. I'm like, what the? You, Are you have, serious? You changed like
1: your sleep schedule at all, or have you been oh, waking up I, at about the same yeah,
2: time? Yeah, I go to sleep at four a.m. and I wake up at twelve every day. All so,
0: right. <laughs> <I'm still laughs> i don't know how this is gonna go. we'll see. We'll see. Uh, that sounds like my current sleep schedule. I feel like that's just the laziness we all slip into a lot of the times with unemployment you know just like with people not having their regular jobs people being laid off etc you get to relax a little bit more yeah because you were somebody that like when you were working that job had to like wake up at like four in the morning i was so used to it (laughs)
2: I've, i've always been used to it working waking up early and now especially like quarantine and then downloading tiktok it's ruined my life so
0: uh, yeah, no exhibit a. a exhibit a i told y'all that tiktok was made for white people and women and we have the intersection i think it's for uh. gen
2: zers but i'm not <laughs> gen z i was gonna say i feel like you're on
1: the the edge of people i didn't ex- at this point i expect of everybody i take it back like tiktok no, is fucking huge
2: it it definitely caters to your what you like and so mine is like people making mermaid tails and i don't like cleaning their houses what the fuck i'm about to be 25 <laughs> it's fuck. like a bunch of 18 year olds and then there's yeah. kind of like a there's a millennial section on there that there's you know. a
0: millennial <laughs> what's, what's, what's Bro, a millennial it's not section, a fucking intense. supermarket it's, it's cleaning houses
2: it's, clean, it's like do you want to see how to really scrub your tub oh, i'm oh. like please i love that
0: One thing I got to say for the visual audience, because I'm definitely ADD, and I forget everything if I don't say it at that moment. Apologize for the interjection. But for those of y'all who have followed us since the Game of Thrones days, and those of y'all that do know our opinions on Game of Thrones, the houses, a lot of those things, I want to know. This shirt's cool, but I'm not Team Lannister. I'm not. I don't think they can really see it. I'm not. To be honest. Just got to let y'all know. It's just a cool-looking shirt. It's it Team is Stark it is. till the
1: day that we die.
0: Stark set. Stark set. All day. Speaking <laughs> of Stark
1: set, go ahead and refer back to episode 32. I don't know if it was 32, but it was way back there. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my fucking God. The plugs kill me sometimes. But how do you feel about people shamelessly plugging themselves? I had a friend who was, like, trying to kill me for it. Because I'll insert whatever we do, especially the off-space at so many different points. And just, like, I do it ironically, but go listen. <laughs> subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. can turn it into a like and subscribe.
0: Oh, for I'm sure. <laughs> That's the only thing that kills me. It's like I know you're supposed to do stuff yeah. like that because that is good marketing, but it's like. All I think about is like OG YouTube, like when people's videos would end, they'd be like, all right, remember everybody, comment, like, and subscribe. Have
2: you ever actually like they're like, okay, go like and subscribe? And you're like, yes,
1: yes, (laughs) I should should go like and
2: subscribe. That never happened. Clearly it wasn't made for
1: people like us, but I feel like when individuals do that, they know who they're speaking to. They're speaking to eight-year-olds who they can actually (laughs) (laughs) get to go do that Yeah, Like,
0: okay. My eight-year-old listeners, go ahead, like, comment, and subscribe. (laughs) Eight year olds are hosting the old podcast. I hope (laughs) eight-year-olds are nowhere near this podcast. my Yo, fucking explicit goodness. content go away and so we're gonna return to um typical orders and everything with the podcast next week but i do want to go ahead and keep a little bit of the structure that we have normally going on i want to make it abundantly clear that i do apologize for the in-depth music dive i wanted to give y'all this week and then just pressing play on the baby Keem two-pack for seven days straight and not listening to any of the music that came out because Hooligans is the greatest song i ever heard in my life. And so I apologize there. And the um, Ian Dior song. I, know I, I have to give Ezgo as his as flowers because that Ian Dior um baby song is so crazy. I had it as so a heat
1: crazy. check not too long ago, and I remember after we did it. Obviously, I don't I know if he it. did it on camera, but this man loves talking shit about all my heat checks. So, I When I mentioned it to him before the podcast actually started, he talked shit once again. And now he's been listening to it nonstop, just saying. So
0: that's my heat check, just saying, like, to jump us in there. I already like, did it as a heat check, though. No, Hooligan. Yeah. I'm saying Hooligan yeah. by Baby Kim. That's yeah. the greatest song I ever heard in my life. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> and so...
2: I've never wow. even heard this, so I don't know.
0: And you gotta get on it. You it's really good. It. Okay. Five five, 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 oh. five. Have I'll you guys heard the... Taste. Taste. What, is, what, what is a song that you've been listening to the most probably this week?
2: I was going to say, I was going to ask you guys if you'd heard the Lil Yachty and Future song, the Pardon Me song, (laughs) because it's so catchy. I hate that I love it so much, but I have been playing that a lot.
0: No, you got to be real. You got to be real.
2: That's been super good. And what's it called? Uh, Pardon Me. Pardon Me. It's off Little Yachty's new album. Hear me out. Is he the best? No. But do we love Future? Yes. Absolutely. So it uh, was just, it's just something to go give a listen to. It's super catchy.
1: I'm going to have to. I'm trying to remember because I feel like
0: I listened, but I don't remember.
2: No, you'd remember.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's just like, bro, remember. And we had to be real on an episode, and we don't want to say this disrespectfully. So I have to frame it the way that was framed that episode. I don't remember if it was just my opinion or if it was the opinion we both shared in terms of like Yachty's music. I um, didn't. I gave a heat uh, check of that, man. Okay. And so it was like, i'm never looking for the yachty project so i'm not probably gonna like i don't think it was made for me personally but 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 he has a lot of loose fire songs so this song probably is fire. like i don't want to take away musical ability i just know that for myself with that man but i understand and i think he might be one of the greatest like stars to come up as of recent in terms of retention of money without lack with lack of like extreme musical success mm-hmm. because he's just so marketable like he's yeah. lovable he's marketable he, you could put him fucking anywhere yeah, he's fine. the kind
1: of person that could definitely like pass the music realm because it doesn't seem like he's going to have a, a career longevity but he's going to have a career for himself as his name and his brand for however long just the fact that you could put him in like that tv show you could put him in like a movie. movies you know I'm in, like, well, you guys whatever, know he's like, on a character. tiktok
2: really heavy right now is he he's like in it like is he
1: one of the bigger the names the crowd
2: loves him yes uh-huh. he's got so many followers and everybody loves Lil yadi on tiktok honestly it's he's so funny don't and, and i don't i'm the same way i don't i like he dropped a new album i had no idea like i, didn't, <laughs> I like what like i have not he had like a song with drake
0: bro he had a song with drake and it, well, was a drake, song. Was it was a straight song don't get me wrong but i it still couldn't make me press play on the album
1: I don't know why, though, because I feel like the album, you it's such a big name. At the end of the day, you're going to listen regardless. You might not love it, but hey, like a month later, I'm going to listen to Lil Yachty. But.
2: I, don't, I don't remember how I even saw the song, but I just listened to it, and I was like, this is so catchy.
1: I
0: fuck with it, though.
2: So it what is, was, It's super good.
1: But past that, I'm not going to lie. So, obviously, you know, your boy likes to do his due diligence, and as an astute member of the off space, I had a heat check, but I didn't. But I will tell you what I've been listening to the most, and I'm throwing in audible as a throwback, and I kind of alluded to it last week because I've just been listening to the album a shit ton. Um, Are You Mine by Arctic Monkeys has been a heavily replayed song for me
0: recently, so I'm hey, going to go ahead and make that my heat check. Hey, shout out to that. Um, I would love for us to get into some more side conversations because that's fun, especially when we have casts here today. Yeah but definitely just keeping it on music i did want to go ahead and point out that tragically very tragically because a lot of people have been waiting on this man's release but bobby schmurda was denied parole so that Mm -hmm. means he's looking at spending the next year in prison to serve out the rest of his actual sentence i don't understand like how at this point it'd be possible for the parole meeting to be to go that way to be real like he's done six years you know out of the seven like but I'm not a lawyer, I don't know, or understand the stuff. We can only just continue to pray for Bobby. We can only continue to pray for and, like, send our love to the families and the people affected and just the fans who are excited to see what he does on his return. Because that's somebody that was coveted, you know, while they were here. And they retain that love by trying their best to... Him and Rowdy retain that love by trying their best to re- be themselves and remain themselves and just, like, do their time and get back to it. And so definitely want to hear some positive news on that case soon.
1: So y'all know how people are when it comes to like artists and making music and shit. You'll go on like any social media. If they post a picture, if they drop a tweet or whatever, you'll just see the comments. Where's the album? Where's the album? Where's the album? Blah, blah, blah. I hope with everything in me that after this man gets out, people aren't like harping on him for music. Because at the end of the day, you still got to recognize this man has been in prison. Like you don't <laughs> know where his mental state's at. I can only imagine shit like comments on me doing certain things now it's like did you even really have to leave it there like whatever but hopefully when he does come out he makes fire music and we take it in stride i know y'all want to see something every year from everyone but it's just not going to happen like that so don't get your hopes up
0: oh for sure for sure he's definitely made it like abundantly clear that he misses the music and he's ready to get back in there but no one should have expectation like strict expectation of somebody that's been in fucking prison you know what i'm saying like we have to remember that's a human being at the end of the day first
2: you know what i always hate is when people like when people come out of prison and then everyone's like you had so much time in there to like write music and shit." i'm like are you like that's what you're worried about right now
0: <laughs> wait people have like, said that no yeah, for a lot like, of people for that's common when people for sure. come out of
2: like jail or whatever like however long they've been there they're like well you had so much time like that's I crazy always see that. i always see that in the comments
0: and it's just like, bro, those are people, you know, like, yeah. like what? Like those are people. Yo, no, like, y'all aren't harsh.
1: productive in your regular days when you're chilling at home. Right. Being like incarcerated. <laughs> you think I'm about to be sitting here they thinking? A, I'm sure they I'm got a a album right in there. now. You know what I'm saying? Your freedom is taken away. It's the, you know like, it's the people talking about. We all got the same 24 that are probably sending those things. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh
0: Jesus Christ, for sure,ly for sure. But other than that, that was mostly it for like musical news. But. I did want to give you a little bit of a window to tell people about yourself and your background since you do come from a very interesting background to where the turn happened with like sexuality and just all of that. So give people a little bit of a rundown.
2: Uh, about me. Uh, I'm a preacher's kid, number one. <laughs> They're always the weirdos. <laughs> Can't you tell with the tattoos? They're always That's the always weirdos. what happens. I how,
1: as you said that you hit the I'm a preacher's kid. Straight into camera.
2: (laughs) No, I actually have funny stories. I remember Mm. one time whenever I was pretty young, it was, I was sitting at my dad's church softball game and the women in front of me, my dad's been a pastor pretty much my entire life. And the women in front of me were kind of just like classic church ladies gossiping. And one of them said, they were just kind of talking shit about somebody in their church, I guess, whatever classic. And one of the ladies said, you know those preacher's daughters, they're always the first one to just get some piercings or get pregnant. <laughs> and I was sitting right behind them. I was like, oh. I was probably like 15 at the time, but it's just funny that that's always like the thing that happens. Mm-hmm. But
0: they forget you're human beings too. Right. <laughs> they expect you to just be perfect. It's yeah. crazy. So
2: anyways, that's... Um, that's me. I, that's those that where I grew, grew up. I'm the oldest of four kids, just like Chuka. On paper, Chuka and I have a lot in common, which I think is really funny because we're like...
0: So fucking different. Yeah. But, but... But we have a lot of the core things in common, yeah. which are like important stuff. Which well, we is, grew
2: up... We live in the same hometown too, so like we grew up similarly. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. It's
0: very, very
1: specific hometown. Yeah. Very different from a lot of places. <laughs> yeah.
2: Super weird. But, yeah, I think it was just, we grew up with similar close family dynamics and stuff. And there's four kids in both of our families. Just shit like that. But, yeah, and then um, I've been living in Atlanta now for probably three years. And I'm graduating from Georgia State in Uh-oh. December yes sir been
0: there about seven years now the details 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 yeah man fuck them
1: get into it (laughs) because (laughs) i feel like more people need to hear that shit about the longer route through college because not everyone's a oh yeah for sure i sped through it actually and i got through it in three years (laughs) (laughs) that's
2: how that's how my brother is my brother like one he's literally 13 months younger than me he's already graduated with his master's from uga
0: and That's so it's like everybody's impressive. got
2: different courses, sure. Like, he, but he lived in the dorms and he was in a he was in a fraternity, and I started like working in restaurants at a young age, and I had to like pay for my own rent. And mm-hmm. so it's just like we took completely different paths, but and you yeah. think about
0: it, it's just like the funniest thing to me is just dehumanizing certain things like society likes to tell us to do. Because if I which may be the same for you, which may be the same for Ezigo, it's like if I stayed on the exact course I was on, like entering college at eighteen, right? I would hate myself in my life right now. Truly. And so like I think it's very valuable Two, and I know everybody's different, so everybody has different timetables, it's all different, but I think it's very valuable for you to experience life and figure your shit out, you know what I'm saying? So you don't end up wasting money, we know how expensive college is, right? You don't end up unhappy when you graduate, because there's a lot of people that end up graduating like quick, you know, like (laughs) doing that path, which is cool, like truly awesome, my sister did it, like, It works for a lot of people, but get to about 24, 25, 26, right? And you see them really start losing themselves because they didn't really... That was their whole focus. They didn't take time to really find out what they like, whether it be sexually, whether it be romantically, whether it be just like regular stuff that like really... Works on our mentals yeah. at all mm-hmm. times because mental health is so important. We talk about this all the time So that is I mean it is something worth mentioning, you know It's just not the traditional path I had a friend that I was having a conversation
1: with not too long ago or whatever, right? So obviously like this is a friend like this person only means the best and like whatever But you know people say think that they don't even realize like, what they're saying and so Speaking on like the longer out and everything we were just catching up on life and where we're at and shit And you know, I'm talking about how I'm like my, my last year of college right now Mm-hmm uh-huh. And dude's like two years younger than me, but he's finishing up now. Mm-hmm. Or he, I think he just graduated, right? So I'm technically on my sixth year, but I took a year off and changed majors a few times. It all really makes sense when you add it up. But yeah, he's like, bro, you're, you're taking a while through it, man. You're letting the youngins pass you, ha, 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 blah, blah, blah. And like talking about how, but then I just started going in deeper and like seriously meaning it, like you should be done by now. It's, I, it's really not a good look to still be in college. But in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, again, like what you're saying, I know a lot of people who are done finding out and wish that they took the longer route to f- realize that they wish they changed their major, their job that they're doing right now kind of sucks, um, they're just unhappy, they don't, a lot of them are feeling pressures about what to do next because they never really decided that or figured out what they really wanted to be getting into, yada, 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 so for me, I'm so happy. So happy to be going through it now. Obviously, I'm over this shit and I want to be done too. Like, I feel like that's something people don't realize too. It's like, oh, you love college. No, No, I want to be done. But
2: I, I'm actually one of those people that love college, (laughs) 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 and I don't mind it. But I will say, like, to note on that, that ages eighteen through like twenty four are so crucial, and you change so so much. Mm -hmm. I'm like a polar opposite person than I was So 18. fucking different. Thank God that I am. But I think that it's all just like staying true to yourself and like knowing yourself and listening to yourself. So
0: when she was 18, 19, she was interested in dudes like me. Well, yeah. <laughs> so you see how different <laughs> she is by 25. So that's, She grew uh, up a lot. We're wow. glad
2: that we're past that. <laughs>
0: Judgment changed a lot. That's a good, that's good
2: yeah. I have a good head on my shoulders
0: oh, Wait, are y'all now. calling me trash? Yeah. Okay.
2: But yeah, no, I think that it's totally everybody's path is different and I'm like glad that I'm very in tune with myself and I was listening to myself and being like, this is not what I want to do or this is what I want to do or whatever, you know?
1: Question though, in a way, do you feel like as you're learning these things and being more true to yourself and like listening to yourself and like really learning who you are, do you ever feel like you were a lot more similar to that younger self than you realized, but you were like masking it. So now it's like your truer self is showing, but it's really who you've been all along. 100%. Because I yeah. feel like I'm not very different at all from who I was. I'm not saying like when I was 19, like 18, 20, I'm very different and I've learned a lot and I've matured a lot, but I feel like I'm a lot similar, more similar to myself now when I was 14 than I was at those ages because I was just acting like a different person.
2: No, for sure. That's what like, I was thinking about this a couple weeks ago actually is like, I started probably like 19 years old trying to grow up and like really like trying to be an adult. Mm -hmm. I was, I mean, at that point I, I had been living on my own paying my own bills whatever and then i think that i was just like dressing too like too old for my like i was just <laughs> trying to grow up you know and i was like now i mean i'm i'm like wait i like to wear colors or like i like to, i don't you know what i'm saying like yeah. i'm starting to regress back to being like i want to do fun things like it's now I'm, like, i want to mm-hmm. be so much younger
1: i look at my, myself and like we all grew up in like relatively the same way. I know you had more of like the Petri City experience, blah, 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 but, and then we moved to Coweta. Mine was slightly different, but looking at how guys and like girls and stuff dressed when we were young, and trying to look so old with the Sperry's and, like, the, uh-huh. you know, yes. the dashers and all disgusting. these things. It just looks bad. Looking
0: disgusting. I was wearing,
2: like, the long cardigans and, like, you know, like, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I'm like, bro, nice. I look like a fucking 30-year-old mom, like, at 18 <laughs> years
0: old.
2: Bro. Right. Yeah. And i like, I'm trying to have my ass out. Like, I'm trying to really, like,
0: be well, it's young, still there. you it's know? It's like, let's show it. Let's right. work. Like, let's oh, my fucking fun. God. The craziest thing is, I agree with y'all 100%. Like, one thing i started to notice about myself because this is something we may not harp on that much or we may i mean it's going to be long conversations this episode for sure but Like we're watching a lot of people who may not have found themselves because these the 20s are the ages Mm -hmm. people say you do find yourself, right? And trust me, I mean, I'm not here to act like I'm a savant. Like there's so many things about myself I discover every day, every month, you know what I'm saying, every year. So I'm always learning. But that's the part of the human experience. You learn about yourself every single year. You may be a different person every single year. But we're watching a lot of people, I guess, that didn't really have their individuality didn't really have their own personalities, didn't really have like a whole, not their whole selves, but you get me like where, you yeah. know what you want to be. Mm-hmm. And we're watching a lot of people crumble right now with a lot of the depression rates and a lot of just like the cracking we're seeing on socials. period of people during this pandemic. Cause it's a real time that people have been forced to stare at themselves in the mirror and see who you really are. And a lot of people don't like that sometimes, but that being said, it's like, That's something that I think is beautiful about your childlike self, right? Because, like, I found at about 17, 18, I started to go through it, right? Like, mentally, like, all of this bullshit, whatever. And I was just super trying to impress people. Like, I always had to be the coolest dude in the room. Like, I always had to be funny, popular, like, all of this stuff. I put on so many characters, right, at once that I forgot I've been popular my whole life. I've been cool my whole life, like, whatever. And all that shit doesn't matter, don't get me wrong, but I'm saying the stuff I tried to value... At that time, mm-hmm. people liked me. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, I was the reason. And that person got lost during that time. Really, until really the past year, I feel like I haven't felt more of myself than I felt since I was a fucking kid. Because I like dancing and being goofy and like all of the stuff that I swore I was too cool for school to do. For all of my for really like all of my adult life from like 17 till like a 24 25 like i wouldn't sing in public or just like rap with my friends just all this stuff i always had to be the cool guy yeah. always had to be the cool guy and then you see yourself revert back to that kid because like Chuka guys like a little ass kid I was always the most bold and ready to do random stupid shit always ready to make myself look dumb if I thought it was funny just fuck it you know like go for it you're not lying seeing myself turn more and more back into my true true identity of like who I am inside has been one of the most freeing and beautiful things about this pandemic for me and I know we can't It's weird to call it a positive time because of how negative it's been in a lot of people's lives, but you try to draw the positives you can from everything you go through in life, whether that be relationships or whether that be just like a global pandemic, right? Mm -hmm. And that's definitely the most positive thing I've taken from this period is just getting back to me. Mm -hmm. I don't know if y'all
1: feel like this, but the pandemic definitely feels like, if I was to compare it to something, it feels like driving in your car without music on, (laughs) And you're just forced to be yeah, alone with your thoughts. to be yeah. alone with your thoughts.
2: I like doing that sometimes, though, because it's like a little self-reflection mm-hmm. time. You know? And do you feel like you're thriving
1: right now? For sure. You're, exactly. But the I kind do, of people that I can take... do that usually are the ones that are thriving.
2: <laughs> I am. I am the type of person to take a lot of time to make sure that I'm listening to myself. Though I've always been like that. But mm-hmm. I think that yeah, I think that's probably why it's not as affecting me as strongly right now because I always have kind of. Driven with the music off Mm -mm. and like really, I don't know, been good about Mm -hmm. my intuition about myself, but
0: giving yourself a lot of reflection time. Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. I think that's so important, but
0: real reflection time people, by the way, because like I said on many a podcast and I truly mean this just because of how many people I know like this in real life. It's like, you fake acting like you're working on yourself is not actually working on yourself. And that's something that you get into a cycle kind of like the habitual dieters and like the people that always only work out on Instagram and never in real life. You know what I'm saying? Like the people that feel like they need to get into some identity based on something. And the like self-help identity is real. Like there's a lot of people that truly always talk about their different therapists or like the books they're reading, like all of this stuff. But I know in real life to be some of the most shattered individuals. Right. And that's because what all of that goes to say, I've said many a times on this podcast, I think everybody should go through therapy and it's something important that everybody should really do. So I don't want to take away from any of those things, but the true reflection happens. And just like I always call therapists, just like shepherds, they just lead you through your thoughts, emotions, and all the bullshit you've gone through. You're the one that has to identify it, right? You're the one that has to be real about it. And so I don't know. It's just, being able to really look at yourself in the mirror is one of the hardest and scariest things that i've ever had to do but it's been one of the most freeing things i've ever had to do too because i had to do it absolutely alone you and know? i think
2: that with that you also have to give yourself some grace by like you know some people that do like extreme self-reflection also are like really hard critics on themselves but like I don't know. I feel like you just have to really also be like, I'm human, like, yeah, like person, yeah. that maybe that was like dumb of me to say that one time or whatever, you know what I'm saying? but you just happened. also be like, let it roll off your back. I know that's easier said than done for sure. but it's just it's an important part to the process because you could tell yourself all day like, you just need to do some self-reflection and really, like, look in the mirror and, like, you know, figure out your true self. But then people would be like, I hate that person. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? So I mean, you gotta be like, that... yo, don't be so, you know, it's cool. Like, we're all going through it. Mm, We've all been sure. through this shit. For all for of sure. us. So, like, you know, give yourself some grace. And that's I
1: don't know. I feel like that's one definitely one what kind of keeps people from doing it, though. Like, is that fact that obviously no one wants to confront their demons. And, like, mm-hmm. you're putting an actual, like, thing on it now. Like, I guess... uh, what are you going to say, like regret or like shame,
0: shame might be better to be honest.
1: And so people hate feeling that type of way. So they're like, you know what? I'm just never going to address it. Box thrown back of the mind.
0: Resentment. Like just all of those like emotions that you really can deeply feel in a negative way. Like (laughs) that's one of my number one, um, probably worst traits, I think is that I'm not that patient with myself. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'll avoid shit because it's going to piss me off. Like this little shit we were talking about earlier. Or like... <laughs> I'll see something about me that I'll just be harsh about. Like, I'm in... This past year, I've looked the best I've ever looked in my life. <laughs> and like, just being real, like, she oh my God, always, I'm like, look, always take the, time the, like, to I have, have to, have <laughs> to gasp myself. I'm my that number one cheerleader. Time. Promise you, Lord knows, he sent the right one. But anyways... But anyways, I'll gain like five pounds, right? Like on like a week, on like a bad week or two, like just like binging, like whatever, I get depressed, like whatever. And then I'll see myself in the mirror and then be like, I have to cut that immediately, dude. What the fuck is wrong with you? Like I'll be so mad at myself when you have to accept the fact that Dog, you're a person. Yeah. you got yeah. sad. You got sad for a little while. You can eat. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like you don't exactly. have you don't have to protein smoothie every day. You know, like, I'm going through that right now because
2: I just yesterday got off a diet, like the keto diet, where I didn't eat a single gram of carbs or sugar for a whole month, and
0: mm-hmm. then
2: today I was like, oh man, I really need to eat, but I'm gonna try to be healthy. And then I was like, fuck it. I'm going to get the new spicy McNuggets. so <laughs> fuck <laughs> went Bro. straight to McDonald's. Let's go get the spicy I like, McNuggets. What? I did
1: it. They gave me the bottom of the barrel like nuggets. My shit was dry as hell. Oh, I heard from people good. they were fire. Yeah.
2: No, I think the hot sauce that they have is fire, but of course, my Decatur McDonald's did not have the hot sauce in stock. (laughs) I was like, what's the point that I just paid for these spicy McNuggets?
0: They made them, they
1: freestyled the recipe themselves, (laughs)
0: they were like, ah, fuck it. Yeah, he
2: was like, here's some tangy barbecue. No
0: thanks. Fuck, no, that's Um, hilarious. Oh yeah, one thing I wanted to do earlier in this pod, which I know is not that serious, but I just think the motherfucker is awesome, so I wanted to give a shout-out to Sid as well, just because I know you're probably thinking about your baby boy right now. That's my boy. No, I know. That's funny, though. You know, because your ass... This is what's hilarious sometimes. Like when you get out of relationships with people, and then you like look in retrospect about something. This like the reason I know that cast has to really be in love right now is how often you drive three and a half hours. Like that is yeah. that is that I'm is not gonna lie. lie. The commitment to traveling. Ooh. Yeah. I don't
1: know. Like locations probably shouldn't say on podcasts course, and things, but.
2: Yeah, I drive uh, three and a half, four hours to go see my boyfriend, like, every single week.
0: Every, like, <laughs> on the dot, like, clockwork. Like, I'll randomly hit cash I'm in love, and be, like, love, I'm in Savannah. <laughs> like, I'm in Savannah. <laughs> every oh, week. Oh, there it is. <laughs> oh, yeah, whoops. No, I don't think it really matters. No, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I promise yeah. that's a big-ass city. But, yeah, I don't know. That's just funny, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's great. Shouts out to Sid, and shouts out to Self-Reflection. Right. Yes, sir, Sid, I good. hope if we you're listening it. to this, you're doing your own. <laughs> oh my god, my man did a fucking PSA shout out, but.
2: Also, he's in nursing school, so I really leveled up for that
0: one. That's See, I wasn't like... supposed to man. give her the lane for gas because it goes I'm to shitting guess. on me.
2: Oh, of course. <laughs> I'm just saying,
1: it's
0: said, just Every high time, high time it gets better, the
2: right? <laughs> it's just self growth, baby. Get a man that if you don't want a job, you don't have to have a
0: job. Oh my goodness, you're telling girls to go day?
2: No, I'm an end. I am.
0: First off, I was no, no, no. I her. love saying this shit to her though, because she is one of the most independent people I've ever seen. In my life. Exactly. So she gets real independent. I expected like, you to catch like a good swift
1: hand or something. Like, who the fuck are you <laughs> talking? Nah, she saw.
0: She don't hit me. Every time,
2: <laughs> I I don't even remember. What I was just gonna say. I think I, I've always like worked for my own money, yeah, and of course, I'm always gonna be that person that's like, I'm probably gonna feel like a piece of shit if I don't have my own job, right? <laughs> but it's like the financial security. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's really be great, being stable. babe. Keep working hard, Sydney. We <laughs> being, love you. Being stable, we love it. <laughs> we we're talking about a time with this much freedom, not having jobs, whether they be because of layoffs or just taking that plunge to say, "Fuck it, I hate my job." Me, um, and the people that run it, Charlie Schwartz. Uh, oh my goodness! <laughs> we'll get into great. that guy a little bit later, but he's really, so nice to have that freedom and just be able to say, like, honestly, you get to do shit that you want, and hopefully, doing shit that you want starts to pay you. So go follow me on twitchtv <laughs> Oh my god. The fact, god! I'm streaming now, you know. That's... I love it. I love All the plug. Love a plug.
0: We love <laughs> a plug. I didn't even see where it was going. I truly didn't. You actually lost me for once. Like I was like, okay, where's it going? My dog. My dog right into the plug. <laughs> but, but yeah. speaking of charlie Wharf, you want to tell charlie people sure you want to tell people about your ceo uh
1: You're king to be honest that's not I don't, <laughs> if we don't claim him. Nah, I mean, y'all all know i used to work for all spario and our ceo since we like to um kind of go in between them a lot you know because they're all usually terrible people he came out and was talking about filling a job position but with everything going on just you know decided to step out and make the thought that you know there was not enough of talent in the black community, essentially, to pull from or choose. So he there was not a good enough pool of people, black in the black community to pull from for a position. I had The whole community talking about like <laughs> this way, it's crazy. He said the pool had lacks talent. Basically, you know what's sad though, because like we've all seen the comments. People who are listening probably seen these things, but it's degrading. Obviously, I don't work there, but I had a little get together with my past co-workers because our branch was kind of getting. It was temporarily shut down, but come November, they're, like, selling it. The place is getting, like, shut down completely. And all these people having to find new jobs, whatever. Cool, fine, and dandy. I get it. COVID season. But majority of the people I work with, except for one, um, were black and Hispanic. And there was a lot of black people that worked there. So to hear those kind of things, and then when I was sitting down with them, like, talking about it and just seeing people's, it's like, you, these are the people that you work for. You know what I mean? To have them talk about, like, your people like that. In your community that's almost like a backhand to you and knowing that you got to go clock in right and ready to do do your job to pay them so mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know how these people get in these positions but to be fair i'm happy he said that shit out loud because a lot of people have these thoughts and just keep them to themselves hopefully he got grilled enough and he, just people really were talking to him like Dude, you can't fucking think like this like you got to be a little bit better and are holding him accountable so that he can change because i bet there's going to be a uh, version of charlie schwartz that's a good person you know I mean, there's gonna be a better
0: version of him that comes out because of nah this. fuck that guy my man holds <laughs> out hope this is the my man i know you're Everybody's, the pe- you're dude. the people's champ must be everything the people can't I be i understand the that. they're sure, gonna keep on living i just will. want to hope for the rest of their lives i hope he doesn't into better
1: people so you just hope he stays a shit human being for however long he nah, lives nah, and just
0: I, continues being shit to people around him i think old bro he's gonna be gone soon he's not that I old no i'm joking i don't know how old that man is for real but I do want to hope for the best, truly. I want to hope for the best. So I like the positive spin on it. It's you know,
2: just like... sad because... Like, I always see, like, black women are the most educated group of people in the United States. Proven. You're going to tell me that, like, you can't find any Like, candidate. none? Like, <laughs> I'm sorry? Like, that just doesn't make any sense to me.
0: That shit is so crazy to me. Like, especially when people say stuff like that with, like, with their chest. No,
2: it's <laughs> their whole chest. That's what I was supposed to
1: say.
0: I said, I'm going to just come out and say it. All y'all are shit. That's basically...
1: I was like, whoa, man.
0: Which I like what Ezgo was saying, too, just because... At the end of the day, it's like, I'd rather somebody have their real colors painted on them rather than hiding inside because of like, especially this last, uh, this last election. I mean, we hated both candidates. We can get over that fine. It doesn't take away from how important, even though we dislike both candidates again, this election is. So I don't want to undermine that in the slightest, but it is interesting to see like, with the silent majority you know what i'm saying there was a lot of people that harbored these thoughts and kept them inside a lot of people y'all know if we silent majority boom 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 that's a lot of motherfuckers in the united states Mm -hmm. and so that's like your uncles your dads your moms your cousins like people that never speak up with politics you know what i'm saying but they may just feel these certain types of ways and so at least if you know and it's painted on you you could once again, maybe get roasted into change. Like, yeah. something something might happen. I think you know? that's
2: the whole... That's the main ignorance with... Well, I won't say that there's, like... I don't know. I'm just saying white people, especially, like, people... I'm not going to say my parents. I'm going to say people <laughs> in general that just, like... It's just... You're not, they're not educated. So, like, if somebody did say something like that out loud and they got roasted for it, they'd be like, oh, shit. let me do some self reflection like, or some research. You know or what something. I mean? But it's just like everybody, they're just following the same shit that their parents do over and over and over again. That it's just like, it's a cycle. It it's such a cycle. cycle. Yeah. So, people that say stuff like that and get called out for it, I'm, I mean, I'm the same as Osgo. I'm like, I hope that they change because then you get to, I don't know address it a little bit better yeah they're gonna
1: interact with so many people for the rest of their lives i just hope they're doing it in a good way and but they're still gonna be there it's not like these shitty <laughs> human beings you know just cancel them and they go away they're still gonna be there right? right
0: this man's the ceo you know what i'm saying like at the end of the day like right after he said some shit like that he was probably in a room with black people in it you know what i'm saying Oh, and so like He's going to have to change. It's one of those that a change will be forced on him or he's going to lose his position. Probably both. It was funny
1: because we were talking about if he ended up losing his job. You know, as my branch was like getting closed down and all these jobs were going away, I was telling people, say, fuck it, dude. Go ahead and apply for CEO. Go ahead and get after it. Apply for new jobs. Jesus Christ. Y'all are definitely better uh, capable than him.
0: And while we are here, I do want to take a moment to... Mention and talk about if you guys would like the Breonna Taylor situation, because I believe that that was probably the most important thing that happened this week in terms of just like the lack of justice that was brought to it. one of the spearhead cases in the largest civil rights movement in the history of the world. And so for them to not give charges to two of the police officers and then indict one on it was a, it was a dangerous temperament or something like that just basically because the bullets hit the wall and could have hurt a neighbor so the neighbor so the neighbor's life that wasn't even taken was valued more than the person who died they gave their family 12 million dollars it looks like they're really just trying to like cover it up as best as they can they gave their family literally 12 million dollars which basically says we fucked up and still nobody got punished you know or is even,
1: it's not even though no one's getting punished it's just like she's not even being acknowledged at they all they didn't
2: say her name once Exactly. it
1: That's looks like... bad and not saying like it looks bad just like it looks bad whoever's making these decisions whoever's like the people involved and shit like that it really just feels like almost at this point they're actively working against in a sense to like undermine her, undermine the movement undermine these people, undermine like obviously the shit going on
2: feel like it was just like such a slap in the face because it's like they could have just not i mean of of course they were going to charge him with something right but like it's the fact that it's what they charged him for that's just like they were picking anything other than addressing the fucking situation that happened Mm -hmm. why everybody's so pissed off like they could have just dropped it but like they that was almost that was such a slap in the face it was just I don't
1: know. Like, because when you do stuff like that, knowing knowing that afterwards it's only going to spark more like unrest and people are going to go out and protest again, or like you're going to be more active and you're going to have more like problems as people like to say, "quote unquote." If that's your biggest concern and you hate seeing people out there protesting, just do the right fucking thing and people will stop. But it's almost like at this point, people know what they're doing and they're actively like working against it
2: didn't they have the police riding people like the police out there before it was even made for the verdict
0: they declared a state of emergency before the announcement like they knew they knew what they were going to do like we were all hoping for the best don't get me wrong but I mean like they knew what they were going to do and so at this point I know it sounds crazy, but we've already seen a couple police officers shot like we've seen police officers killed and it's not like I'm justifying anything, but I'm not reprimanding anything either because at the end of the day, you can't tell people what to do with their anger, especially when it comes to justified anger. So I'm not going to once again sit here and tell people to go out and do something crazy, but I do think that. A lot of it's justified, sorry if I sound like a piece of shit to some people, and that's because like we are at a point when it comes to basic human rights, and once again, this isn't Democrat, this isn't Republican, this is basic human fucking rights, that we need to blow this mother- like burn this motherfucker down. And I said it on my Instagram and I'll say it here again, like I mean We need to do that metaphorically in terms of the system that is laid in front of us, but we learn from what we see, right? Every time America, throughout its history, has felt disrespected, they've burned that motherfucker down, literally, to get Mm -hmm. the action that they wanted to Mm -hmm. happen. And so, if they're the greatest country in the world, we all have one of the greatest teachers. And I'm just saying, a lot of this shit makes sense. If you think about the unrest, if you think about the fact that there are so many mothers Fathers, cousins, sisters, brothers, etc., all through this country, who are now missing a family member. You know what I'm saying? Missing a family member for real, like Mm -hmm. me missing like an Ezigo, like you missing like a Toady, right? Just losing somebody that you care for so deeply and love. A lot of children without parents because of the actions of police officers that are improperly trained. Because of the actions of police officers that are harboring internal racism and are taught racism by a system that needs to be changed immediately. And so, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what else to say about it.
2: I'd say, like, it's... Like, saying that it's just a justifiable, I, I feel like I think of that in, like, the same way as, like, if a woman, like shoot someone whenever she's getting sexually assaulted or something. Am I about to tell that woman that she was not justified for that? Like, shoot that man. Like, You know what I'm saying? I'm
0: a, I hope it hits his head. You know what I'm saying? I hope you <laughs> ain't for the head, baby girl. Honestly. Like, far, like, that piece of shit. Like, what's wrong with you? And
2: like, being a police officer, you know like they know bro, you know you what i'm know. saying they know yeah. i just you know fuck, that's
0: the craziest like, thing they know you're yeah, not, not dumb i'm saying like i know cops you know, these aren't stupid i know there's people. some cops
1: out there though that are in th- these positions where they're thinking like damn some of these other cops are fucking up but they're still actively like not doing anything about it yeah. too i want to see more like because they internal, get blackballed like
0: instantly they instantly get black yeah
1: but at the same time it's like they're not really paying i'm not justifying you know, it. you know what i'm saying like you're not losing saying. a lot They fight for
0: that little brotherhood. The brotherhood is the dumbest shit ever about a fucking union of people who is paid by the fucking people in this country to protect and serve. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Fuck your brotherhood. I don't give a fuck about the next blue shirt. You know, if y'all did your job like motherfuckers were supposed to do their fucking job, you would be respected, I promise you. I want to be happy To go to sleep at night knowing if someone busts through my door, I can call somebody that's not going to kill me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I want to be happy to see blue lights when I'm getting pulled over on the street and know I'm not going to die. I probably fucked up. Let me see what happened. You know what I'm saying? The anxiety that a whole part of this country is facing just when it comes to the people that are paid to protect us. Once again, fuck your brotherhood. Like that's just the craziest thing to me. It's just like the sticking by your brother. Dog, y'all get paid like factory workers. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all get paid like factory workers to carry around a gun and act like vigilantes. It's like you're really not not losing much at the end of the day. It's not the money.
1: Unemployment will pay you more. Trust me, I've seen it. I've seen it. I'm there. Like, Like, feel me?
0: You feel me? Like y'all get paid like factory workers to shoot people? You know what I'm saying? To play superhero, fake superhero, and then get mad at a black person and shoot and kill them? And it's like, if y'all are so in love with the cause that you truly wanted to protect people and you spoke out against your brother and you got blackballed, you can get a job that pays you the same tomorrow. They're always hiring. Like, Amazon just opened a couple of them. You feel me? Like, you're gonna be straight and you'll be making the same money you were making as a fucking Or be a
2: firefighter because those guys are always nice and they stay out of trouble. Like, they're... I feel like they're always just, like, they stay in their own lane. For sure. Firefighters are kind of fired.
1: They're Hate to do that job though. I would hate to do that All job, right. but they oh seem so good. Don't they seem cool. people. It's, ass, it's like the same. That's, shit that's that actually people. noble, you know what I'm saying? And you love to you. Who hates firefighters? I don't know.
2: Exactly. They're,
1: they're so like dope. Just
2: good ass guys, and they're here to protect. But people. they don't get
1: to carry a gun, and Fuck people them. and people like that gun. You know, they like to be and thinking I got power. No. Do you think police officers are flexing their gun and like their IG pics and shit like at night? Oh, bro you know
0: course. they got a close friend story it's their tender pictures they're you like know.
2: holding it up in the uniform <laughs> cheating know. on their wives and shit <laughs>
0: nah, bro they have the <laughs> highest population of people who beat their wives bro like you That's know so the awful. you know the miserable ass people that turn into cops like impressive? because they're never gonna get in trouble for it and once right. again there's a percentage of y'all that is good people that it's very complicit. I'm not gonna act like it's not complicit, but I don't wanna act like there are good people that are police officers because I know a few. Y'all are all still very complicit. No, you're but. good people,
2: like there are good people, but you are not in the right place to be a good person. Like yeah. you are not like It's like being I, a good fuck if you're a good person before. at this point because you're standing up for something that's exactly. so wrong. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's like people that are Trump supporters that are like, I know that are good people. And, you're, and I'm going to get political. Oh, yeah. We, <laughs> I'm just okay, saying, we're like, here? You, do. What you, you can say do. that you're a good person, but, like, your actions are not showing that. Like, at all. And, like, that's the same thing as being a fucking cop. Like, yo, I know, like, I'm one of my friend's dad's is a cop. I'm like, bro, I'm sure that he's a great guy. But, like, his actions are not reflecting that. So, like,
1: I was having this conversation the other day, and I don't want to steer this too much a certain way because I know, especially like what we're on right now, but with everything going on right now and how a lot more attention has been brought to like matters that are dealing with human rights, dealing with like life or death, dealing with deeper shit than my coffee got fucked up this morning, you know, and like you're having these conversations with friends, with family, whatever. And I was thinking to myself again, with like, I know these are good people, but when you have these conversations and realize certain ideas and thoughts fall into a realm of you're a good person, but again, you're complicit by the actions that you could do because of what you believe, knowing that you think this is all right, but you being okay with this and thinking things are all right, or leading to people like dying, leading to people getting raped, whatever, this, that, and the third. And does not say, obviously like these are still good people, quote unquote, but how does that feel like when these are people that you call friends for like five years, two years, ten years, like a while, or, like, close family members? How does that feel to you when you learn these things about these individuals you never even knew? Or even if you did know, now you're seeing, like, when it should be blatantly obvious that, A, these are human rights issues, but these individuals still don't care a certain way because it's not affecting them. How does that...
0: Have you ever, like, one of the scariest things to me, like, truly one of the scariest things, and that's why I harp so much on this brotherhood shit, like, truly, and that is when... I believe, and this is gonna sound horrible because there's been so many of them, so many of them, unfortunately, so many people turned into hashtags. But I mean, after the Trayvon Martin situation, there was a, one, of the, one of the first big shootings that happened like within the year or two afterwards. And I remember like speaking to one of my friend's fathers who was a police officer and I remember asking him his opinion cuz the person was clearly in the wrong like this was one of those like we had video like you know what I'm saying motherfucker saw this shit mm-hmm. like saw this man die on the timeline you know and um he was like I'm not going to say anything negative about because I don't know what I, I've not, I haven't been in the situation myself or we can't place ourselves into that situation when it's like and it was to once again protect his brother like somebody that was a part of that brotherhood mm-hmm. and that shit, honestly, was so cult-like and scary to me because of how deep it gets to the point that human beings aren't able to see right from wrong. Like, I know a few police officers that I've spoken in privately to that have completely talked negatively about, so I don't want to say it's all of them, truly, that have talked negatively about this these situations. I wish they would do more, but once again, that's not my life, that's theirs. This is just referring to the people that literally will see wrong in front of them on a videotape you know like we're watching these people die in real time now and be able to say we i wasn't in the situation so i don't have anything to comment on it no i'm
1: like when these are your friends or family like how does that feel you know like when you've had good relationships with these individuals for so long and like thought everything was gravy because does that make you a bad person at that point because i want to say like these are still good people but when you don't, when you're not willing to at least acknowledge like really bad shit happening to a lot of people or think that there's even really an issue or feel like you have to be in the situation to gauge it or whatever, when you have like context, when you have like different things given to you to understand the situation at that point, are you like, you know, and this is just a genuine question. Like how, how does that make you feel? Like, have you had these situations? I mean. To be fair, you're a white person, yeah. so, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like,
2: I, that's what I was just thinking about. But it's, like, I i hate to be one of those people that's, like, I see where they're coming from by not letting it affect them if it's not something personal. But, like, even for me specifically, when Ahmaud Aubrey got killed by those fucking just, bling, yeah, redneck Lodities. Lodities. idiots. <laughs> when he was running mm-hmm. right my boyfriend lives close to where ahmaud aubrey was my boyfriend's dad actually met up with ahmaud aubrey's dad Damn. and like i saw that. like yeah like you know um paid him his grievances or whatever but my boyfriend runs often he's a black man growing up close in like that same area and so it was just like though that story like affected me because i'm i'm very empathetic to like stuff like this but like it hit me so much deeper whenever it was something that was like what the like that's like so that close to me that's so like mm-hmm. close to my heart and like and like kind of on a weird spin off, like i get I, I hope that my parents don't listen to this but my parents um <laughs> are white and they're republican have always been republican voters but like i came out about my sexuality to them whenever i was like 17 And, like, they were still, you know, whatever, whatever. They're going to continuously vote Republican. But now, um, my boyfriend is transgender. And I think that it's these types of things that, like, they're voting for are, like, affecting me so much more directly. Like, our chance of adopting kids one day. Like like just little shit like that you know what i mean i mean it's like like, kind
1: of fucking crazy
2: yeah but it's like that's the thing like i know that these things have been brought to their attention for so long and so many other people i'm not just calling out my parents but so many other people like i know that it's been close to them but not that close whenever it's someone so close to your heart like i know that it affects people differently Mm -hmm. oh for sure but it's just yeah Mm -hmm. it's just a hard
0: that's why the Ahmad situation like fucks me up in particular because i'm gonna be completely honest with you guys like You've heard the passion. You've heard me speak on these issues. I never want to undermine these issues, right? But we are watching it happen so often that very unfortunately, you are almost not surprised anymore. Like, you are almost getting, like, not desensitized in a, to a bit. Desensitized to a bit. And that's not taking away the gravity, but it's just like, this is happening weekly. Yeah, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And so, the Marbury Arbery situation especially fucked me up. That was, that was the first shooting that I actually cried and that was because of the fact that this motherfucker was, is my exact age. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, my exact age. Like, if he went to Macintosh, if he went to EC, I would have known who that is. You know what I'm saying? And just hearing like seeing that and seeing the way that he passed because like the big first weight transformation i had in my life because i let myself gain a little bit of weight like late middle school and early high school i changed that i was like no i'm getting back athletic we're good and one thing i did was run around our neighborhood every fucking day like i was so militant about running around our neighborhood right we live in a very like upper-class, I guess, upper-middle-class, whatever, like, white neighborhood, Mm -hmm. for the most part. So they're nice homes, like, nice little centers up front, whatever. But you know what stereotypes comes with places like that in the South. Like, there's a lot of times you'll be in those neighborhoods, and not just like your neighbors, but other people, right? You'll see the weird looks, like, while you're walking around with your friend whose dad might have the biggest house there, right? Mm -hmm. But that doesn't matter, because, like, you're still a black man here. And so I started thinking about the fact that dude, we got these
1: by cops who didn't believe we
0: lived in our own neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we literally have been harassed in our own neighborhood by police officers that didn't believe we lived there. And just the fact that I run, just the fact just like you see the eyes, you're you're you pay attention, you know what I'm saying? Like you see when people are looking at you a different kind of way. A lot of my white friends like they don't sometimes I think I'm being overzealous or I'm just, like, overreacting in certain ways when I call out certain shit, but it's because these are signals, body language, like, eye motions, like, whatever, that I've subconsciously been like recording in a database my whole life you know because i've lived in the south this whole time and so and i'm not saying the north isn't racist like let's just be real like about areas up there i'm just talking about how overt we get down here yeah with certain stuff it's more the silent majority is more up there these motherfuckers are loud down here a lot of the times and so it just felt So it feels so weird sometimes when you call shit out because you could tell, I know you could tell, like, you could tell, like, walking by some white people, a lot of the time just by your body language, how your eyes are looking, et cetera, you could tell either this person's scared of me, this person is confused why I'm here, like... This person's friendly. This person's welcoming. This person, like, there's so many different emotions you could pick up just by the instant, and they could be fake smile all they want. You know what I'm saying? That one feels the worst, though. I'm not gonna lie. No, exactly. I'm uncomfortable. Let me fake smile so I don't Mm -hmm. look racist. Face like, there's so many, right? And so, it's always crazy because the I'm scared one. I want to use that. Like, if you're running around a neighborhood, we are in the gun loving house. If somebody is truly that afraid, that could have happened to me. That could have happened to Mm Ezgo. That could have happened to one of the homies. You feel me? And so that situation really fucked me up. That's why I get so confused. Well, we'll just go back. It's just that's just harping back to the point you were making about being able to make some of these situations personal. Yeah. Being able to make them more personal because that is going to affect you more than anything because it's something you could relate to. Yeah.
1: I don't, I don't know. I'm just at the point where I'm kind of over – I hate the fact that people have to worry about you because, first off, I'm not worried about myself. I started to you know, do a little bit better of a job recently with it. I know Chuka's know me for not taking the best care with certain things that I probably should and not looking out for myself in situations, but I have been changed, man, on my honor, but <laughs> – I don't worry about myself because I like to live life a certain way and I feel like being free is the most beautiful part about life so I'm gonna living in a country where that's advertised so much you know I was so happy for this shit because I'm just gonna be as free as possible
0: unfortunately but, you know to.
1: and just especially being back home and like living with uh, mom and dad again it's wanting to pop out like oh it's um, it's midnight or some shit I wanna pop out and go get some Taco Bell or something like I don't know I just saw like a commercial I'm watching the finals or something <laughs> let <laughs> me go see some shit and they're like and then mom getting worried because it's late. Like, she doesn't want me going out just in case, like, a cop follows, the, uh, a cop or follows me. or And then getting, like, her trying to talk me down from going to get Taco Bell, you know. You know My I'm dad, saying? like, piping up, like, hey, man, you know that cop's always sitting there, blah, blah, blah like, watching, blah, blah, blah. Like, you don't want to be that you're person. you're sober as a
0: whistle just it's trying like, to go get some yeah. food, do you feel me? And you have to think about all of those stupid exactly, things. Exactly.
1: I was trying to go run an errand for her at nine-something. So it was, it was a little dark, but not really. It was, like, nine. Mm-hmm. still early in the day. I'm not early, but, you know, night owls. And (laughs) I'm trying to go, like, to the ATM or whatever. And Chi-Chi was getting worried about me talking about, is that what you want to be doing right now? You know how people are and, like, it's a bad look as it go and, like, all these things. I'm like, I can't even go to the fucking ATM at 9. Like, obviously, I think I'm going to be fine. But it's the fact that having, like, your family worry so much about you, your friends worry so much about you just for you being a human being and living
0: that shit is frustrating no i got homies now that it's unfortunate that it's come to this but i understand that if i'm really ghost for a second like really ghost for a second cast is one of them like they'll really like check to make sure i'm okay like mm-hmm. not even just like mentally but i'm like straight mm-hmm. you know and so it is what it is there but it's on a lighter note you know how i know bitch. that you're
1: all right what you're letting them tweets fly Oh, got it. You're like, I feel like that's what a lot
0: of people use time. to measure if I'm alive. If I don't
2: see Chuka tweet at least five times a day, I got to call
0: him. Oh, yeah, my God. Like, yo, are you good right <laughs> now? What are you doing? Yeah. Get oh, out my of God. Jesus Christ. But we did get heavy for a second. And before we get into some of the sports stuff, I did want you to... Y'all need coasters. <laughs> right. Badly. If I, like 20-something-year-old straight men. Like, we're trash. We are trash. Like, look at our shit. But... With all due respect, I think it is time for us to change this to a lighter note. And so, (laughs) um, now that we have Cass here today, I thought it'd be fun for us to talk about a couple things, like, relationship-wise, I guess, just like our relationship that we've had since we broke up five years ago, five, six years ago. Like, it's been a minute now. And so, (laughs) like through all relationships that you have with people, right? And this is going to be alluding actually to a longer form video because I'm going to have Cass on a reflection room to speak about being friends with your ex because I know that's so taboo for a lot of people and it is a rocky road. Like, I would <laughs> to let you know, like, trust me, it is a rocky road and it takes, like, being real and you get your soul gets bared, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, to the point of being uncomfortable sometimes but you have to just learn how to just be as honest as possible with yeah. these people. Mm-hmm. And so... How worth it it is once you make it to that other side, right? And how once again you only need to choose the right people for that, though, because like on the same note, just like the typical stereotypes are there, you don't need to be friends with all your exes. Like there's certain people you really don't need in your life. You don't match energies. I got like to three that about. are Trump
2: supporters, so no thanks. <laughs> and White, so,
0: that was my high school days. And so I'm gonna let her roast me for a second because. I'll start off by saying we'll talk about like other traits and like just certain things we've learned for a second. Most of it's going to be in that video, but one thing I like to tell everybody now, <laughs> which <laughs> she knows exactly where I'm going with this, it's <laughs> it's embarrassing, I guess. But sometimes you got to be real. You, you got to be real. Right. Let's get real. Like well, this start is the off, off, let's start off right?
2: Yeah, let's start off on our backstory real quick.
0: Backstory. All right.
2: Just give us. Let's let's give a little taste. Because I'm just a bystander
1: to this right now. I'm just spectating. I want the tea. Oh, I mean, we all. can like go more in
2: depth, like shit. you know how we've maintained our friendship over the years, but it definitely didn't start off well.
0: Oh my god! What? So we we were beefing, like we were we, fucking we, internet
2: beefing. Honestly, so we met, or like I think that we I followed you on Twitter in like 2012 or something, mm. like forever ago, like long time, and you worked at all. Should I say the store that? You I were don't in? even
0: want to give them shine because of the racist ass shit the racist. owners have said to me. They yeah. are sweet people. Don't get me wrong, but there's certain things you see. I I hate even like covering it up, but I mean like there's certain things you can't say to other human beings. You feel me? This, so, so
2: we worked at a. Um, <laughs> clothing store yeah. that had like this sale every once in a while. I remember that was mm-hmm. the first time that I saw no the first time that I saw you you were doing community service. <laughs> no <laughs> this the side the is crazy
0: side of the road orange vested up. I
2: think I DM'd you I was like Yo, is at you because you had pink tennis shoes on.
0: <laughs> oh my fucking God. Anyways
2: we started off because I was dating someone that was your close friend and then we started dating because I I broke up with them. And then we started dating. We dated for a couple months or however long that was, and we broke which up.
0: We'll get deeper into these stories on the video for sure because people are gonna look at it a certain time mm-hmm. way.
2: So I think that which it
0: is what it is to
2: just give some backstory on why there was so much fuel to the fire <laughs> is that I think Chu and I are both very passionate people, and like we were so close for those couple of months, and then it was just I just. Ghosted you. Oh
0: my god, what? And it caused a
2: lot of tension between us, and then we started a lot of Twitter beef.
0: Oh my god, when she, no, 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 the thing is though, her immature ass, like, I can't say immature ass, because I was being immature, too. It's like, if I... Yo, no, one What time,
2: let me tell no, what is the No, what is yes.
0: the fucking quote on the internet? It's like, if you're crazy, I'm insane, or something like that. Because, <laughs> like, no, I started, I was, I was a little nuts. I'm not going to lie. I'll accept that. I think the night,
2: the day that we broke up, I drove to y'all's house, to your parents' house, and it was, like, midnight, and I was calling you, like, yo, just come outside and let's talk. Like, let's talk, let's talk, let's talk you were like, I'm not home. But I saw you in your bedroom window upstairs. Your light was on. I saw you peep outside and look at my car.
1: I saw her and car too out there. I was like, ooh. Peeped
2: outside the window, saw his ass in the window. And he was like, I'm not home. I was like, like, all right. oh, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me I drove all the way home 20 minutes back and then you finally <laughs> yeah, texted me yo, and was come like back. well if you really wanted to talk then I was like bro you said that you weren't even home <laughs> how, old <laughs> how old are you bro Pairing me out. I was
0: 19 I, he was, I was probably 21, 21 yeah, I was which 21. is too old you were way too, too old. damn old I feel like, like a, a whole kid a whole kid
2: it was not it but yeah and then after that we like probably didn't talk for a year no less than that we
0: didn't talk for about a year Year, about a year because I remember like we reached out again after like beefing like no it was really beef mm-hmm. like it was so awkward like walking into places and, and seeing s- each other I'll say to give
2: you props <laughs> I've never beefed with someone as hard as I've beefed with you like I, I don't like you can ask any of my friends you can ask anyone that oh I've she's so like. told you I
1: think that's the Chuka drama fact no like
2: confrontation <laughs> is not me like someone could be screaming in my face and I would laugh but when it came to Chuka. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but this man got... He got on my damn nerves. Like, I was really, like letting the text fly <laughs> oh my god just...
0: saying such mean things like such <laughs> mean things to me like it was hurting my feelings is like, it, it
2: time for me to read the text that i just found and i box?
0: was trying to be you know for sure please read the text but i was trying to be like mr cool mm-hmm. guy like mr hard-headed like whatever so i was like yeah this shit don't faze me man you know whatever no, you were hurt you know, like why I was in there like a baby bro <laughs> like my shit was my whole self-esteem like shot that bitch up i tried to act so cool to as it to have Bro, I'm not even tripping. You know yeah, I know saying? how you were. I was sitting there tweaking and saying, I'm not tripping. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go in there one, and want to start sending shit flying. This always. is how
2: crazy we were. We were. I'm, I'm saying this because we are so grown and mature. So much. Oh, my God. We've really grown up. This was in 2015. So we had some Twitter beef going on. Chuka was trying to Twitter beef me. For sure.
0: I was so immature. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, you and, like, the girl I was with before, like... As soon as our shit blew up, this is how I knew I was immature, bro. I went straight to Twitter. I was like, oh, bro, I'm going to let them know. You know what I'm saying? I'm (laughs) not even going to
2: tell them the horrible shit that you said about me. For sure, for sure. It it was real bad. You know
0: my character and you know I wouldn't have actually done that stuff. No, 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 no. no. Be real. But I found this text the other day
2: that I had screenshotted... That I had sent him. This is how crazy, like, and I'm telling you guys, I hope that anyone, I hope that no one thinks that I'm crazy because you guys know that I'm like, oh, for sure. not like no, nah, yes.
1: she's no, a, that's she's a
0: nice person, like she's cool, she's like, that's why crazy. the text you know, like, is so funny to me now in 2020 because like really one of the most cool, calm, collected people I've ever met yeah. in my life. But like, this is where we were. This
2: ex- this is where I was at this time, and this is just so funny to me because I've never acted this way. But it just made me laugh so hard whenever I found this because I was like. I can't believe I was I was like this like I was actually like going it was it I'm weird. not gonna lie these
1: were actually fucking hilarious so
2: I guess Chuka tweeted supposedly don't stick your cra- hold on don't stick your dick in crazy 2016 so I put I texted him these text messages and I said don't stick your dick in crazy 2016 how about hashtag make a girl come 2016 hashtag last more than three minutes 2016 hashtag step your dick game up 2016 Hashtag stop pressuring girls to fuck 2016. I was being really... Anyway. She was
0: being petty though. Yeah. She was being petty. Hashtag right?
2: they she don't want to have sex with you. Hashtag <laughs> I'm not petty and put this shit on the internet 2016. <laughs> Hashtag you're not who you front 2016. Stop tweeting about me. You told me your ego would be hurt. I didn't know you are this serious. LOL. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, <laughs> so I was, uh, bro, I, wanted so I wanted to so cry. I like, wanted to cry. <laughs> <laughs> I was there, bro. I, bro, I was there. Said, me later. Let's <laughs> this I know I walked into a dark room by myself. and oh just my sat goodness. there and just sat there.
2: We were crazy. What
0: nuts, nuts! And the crazy thing is, one, I have to. There's only one thing I have to qualify though, um. which is funny because it goes into what I think was one of the funniest progressions of our relationship. Is Cass was the first woman in my life to be honest with me about sex to be honest with me sexually and like that is something we need to normalize period because everybody's different like every partner you ever have is going to be different they're going to have different things that like make it work for them different things that turn them on all of that so we should make it real and regular to have these conversations with people but the male ego is so fragile that a lot of the times women get scared to say things to dudes because they think they'll freak out you'll take them down from feeling like a king like whatever but like the things this woman said to me about how trash my dick was. Yeah. Like, she was to she was to be fair, to be fair, the first woman that I'd ever had raw sex with in my mm-hmm. life. Because it okay. was the first like relationship. I know we have <laughs> we to, to go there. Yeah, we, we have to go there. I have she's to qualify like, the like the, the like two pump chump guy because like I wasn't used to how it really felt. And so I was horrible, horrible about a lot of things. I didn't do no type of foreplay. I didn't do anything. I was Mr. Jackrabbit. I just thought I was killing them. you know, like on so porn. Yeah. Like I thought, ooh, like girls always come back. So ha ha ha. No, no.
1: 2016.
0: No. That's, we talked 20... in 2016, yeah, but we talking... dated in 2015. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 20, we were beefing all the next year, bro. I was like, yeah, I'm, right, I'm right, going right, to flame right, this right. man all the next year. All right. I'm 2015 was
2: when this all this was going on, but yeah, that, yeah. that beef was in 2016, I right?
1: think. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to say something, too, because I said, obviously, I'm going to flame him because that's my brother. I will joke with him about everything, you know, and we'll get on his ass. Like, I'm not worried, but this is important conversation because at the end of the day, if she didn't tell you that, you wouldn't have improved. You wouldn't have what? given a fuck. And obviously, you should have these conversations like you shouldn't be able to just you shouldn't just leave it up to like gauging off of that person and them never saying shit because hey if you're just letting yourself be unhappy through that and you're dating somebody for a while and they just stay consistently trash you got to figure that shit out
0: exactly and i mean just to be real it's like that taught me once again that everybody's different mm-hmm. right and so i was so conceited so cocky at that time that i swore That whatever I'm doing is right at all times. Like, no matter what, like, I couldn't be proven wrong, right? And so, because I felt like that, every woman got the exact same treatment. (laughs) Every the exact same treatment. And I think that it's
2: also, I mean, you were, at the time, the hot shot, good looking guy that everybody was just, you were like, oh, it doesn't matter because I look cool and I'm funny. But, like, that is not going to keep them coming back. Oh, no, it's not. Like, you gotta, you gotta, you know what I'm saying? So, my whole take on it is, I think that women should be confident enough to, like, tell men what you want. Please.
1: Like, was, there, please. Did, was there ever a specific moment for you when you're doing shit, though, and you, were, you realized in the moment, maybe I'm not good at this. No, I'm not going to Because I want to say, like, at least for me personally, I remember a time when I was eating somebody out, right? And this was, like, early on, like, on um, my experiences and shit. And so, as I'm doing it, it took, like... Ten seconds. All right, we're just moving on. Like, don't even worry about it. We're gonna do something else. Like, they were just trying to brush it along. Like, we're not doing this. Like, we're not having a good time. Like, oh, man, this man was put his, it. He well, put if his a girl
2: ever stops you from doing that, you know that it's not good because that's the only thing that does feel good to women.
1: Oh my
0: goodness! I oh learned fast that I was ass. <laughs> they <laughs> said I learned quick. I was crazy. Nah, it's like moments like that are important. Like as we joke and as we talk, but it's just because you can never get better. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And I think the fun thing about... Now, in retrospect, they're just being a completely different person than that. It's like now the fun thing is learning about people. So I almost more get annoyed... like. When you could tell and it's annoyance from my part, but I understand like I never want to blame women for stuff like this too much, even though some people need to take the risk more, of course. But I mean we see how society paints men, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you never want to hurt his feelings, you never want to this, you never want to that. So I get that.
2: And also women are scared to say stuff like that to men because men are crazy. For They'll sure. Fucking, mm-hmm. you know, for sure hit you or something like, really, if you like though. say some shit that hurts I never their ego. About that. Honestly, so like women are like literally bred to be scared of men to be quiet and to not speak up and to not say what you want and sit or like sexually say what feels good to you. And like, so number one, work on the male ego, like For Jesus sure. Christ, let's work on that. And also just like women, it's, it's not really, I want, I don't want to say that it's women's jobs to be like, have the confidence to like be able to say that to men. It should be men's jobs to be like,
0: you make like? you
2: feel comfortable uh-huh. enough and to like, Break down those walls and be like, you know, I'm. I want to listen and like mm-hmm. talk to me about it. I didn't give a fuck what you thought. I was just At telling all. you just oh to tell God. you cause I was yeah. like, no, we were
1: already honestly, over I with it. Feel like this that time. was just a different circumstance. It wasn't to help. No, we were. We yeah. were trying to make him feel better. There was no
2: constructive criticism there because I was like, that's not going to happen again. Let me just go ahead and tell you how bad it was, <laughs> just so for the future person, like, you know, I'm helping her out. It had nothing to do with me. It was just like no,
0: and it's funny because like. Cass is one of the few women on this planet that I feel comfortable enough like talking about like host stories, I guess, about like when I'm single. And every time like something extremely positive happens or she sees like a trend in things, she always her big headed ass always like thanks herself. She's like, You're welcome. Like it, like, was, that was great. It was, <laughs> it, it oh, was yeah.
2: We dated like five, six years ago.
0: And I, I was know, like, it's yeah. like, yeah. no, it was mine. I, was, yeah, I happy was still seeing, the reason yeah. like <laughs> seeing the improvements because everybody improves from my relationship. No, you happy seeing teacher. like the improvements. I was just a teacher. <laughs> and you're like the proud fucking middle school coach when their player Honestly, goes to bathroom. You're doing you good channel. That was all me.
2: That was all me. On my couch, <laughs>
0: cheering you on. Oh my fucking god, Jesus! Yeah. Honestly, but, but yeah. another thing which I think, yeah, we just both like, cross our arms at the same time. We yeah, just did. did on one of those like very we, weird. you seen those NBA videos where those <laughs> motherfuckers will move at the exact same time. That shit creeps me out. But this one is something that I think Esgo is feels pretty strongly about as well, mm-hmm. right? And this is something that I find very similar about you and Cass, and something that because you take negatives and positives from everything, like one of the parts of us like growing into good friends is realizing why our relationship didn't work. Right. Like realizing certain things that are better for you and pro- and maybe somebody else. Right. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of things that you talk about that, are some of the dopest things about Sid, which I instantly notice, like, when I hang out with him, is how open he is to everybody, how this, how that. It's like, I know I'm not like that. You know what (laughs) what I mean? I think that was the problem.
2: (laughs) I mean, like, just, Mm. I think that was the problem is, between me and you, was that we're too similar. We were both exactly like that. So it's like, we're both the most, the, like, I don't know. We're more low key. Like what? I don't know. So it's like, like
0: we think enough of ourselves to where,
2: and we got big heads.
0: <laughs> we don't care about somebody else's attention. Too big personality. So I'm not passionate. gonna like yeah. ever. Seek it. I, I don't care that much unless I really really desire it. Mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying Like it has to be a special situation, but you get two people like that Like we can just think we're the coolest people at a party standing mm-hmm. in a corner But you need the social butterfly that's gonna like introduce you to people and hop yeah. around and talk to people mm-hmm. And so like I feel that I feel that for real But that's like one of the things you could see in the breaking of but you're also I'm a strong believer in all of my relationships. I've learned something positive right in terms of what I desire and found more of myself and what I need in a person right and one of those that I found in cast that I thought was one of the hardest things to replicate especially nowadays when we see the state of people's mentals the state of people's self-esteem like what social media is doing to people I think I've said here a million times I think Instagram is one of the biggest killers to like women and their self-esteem and like mm-hmm. all of that stuff and just I know it's a big ask, right? So I don't blame people because I know what society does. With that being said, you know what you desire in a partner and nothing is too much to ask for. And for me, it was just her unrelenting being herself no matter what, like always had a sense of individuality, always kind of knew who she was and nothing ever deterred her. Like you never, like, all the Instagram stuff and, like, all of that is cool and it's, like, a bonus, but I didn't ever feel like any of that was needed to make you whole, right? To make you feel like yourself or be who you want to be at all times. Because I call her the lamest person in the world sometimes. Literally. And she'll still do the same shit all the time because that's a part of your personality. You don't okay. give a fuck. Like, No, it's, that's no like, me. it's, like,
2: everybody always says that I'm so fucking corny for loving Drake so much. And I'm, like, <laughs> I will, it's, like, I will love him till the day I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I up? like I, what I that's like. That's the most beautiful, creative man on the face of this planet. And I will stand him till the day I die. I don't care how corny it is to like. Like, what do you listen to? Exactly, like, yeah. Lil, Lil Pete? <laughs> but
0: that's that like, goes into the yeah. individuality thing. It's I learned quickly that when I'm in relationships with people that don't have that, like which I've been in many a time before, it's just why i make it more of like a demand in a relationship more than something that i can really mold or like move with or it's because i notice myself if you're around that all the time right it's going to make your self-esteem go down it's going Mm -hmm. to make you start to feel different kinds of ways Mm -hmm. right because like the people you're around do affect you Mm -hmm. and so I think that knowing how much I do know myself, I know Chuka, I know his core values, I know what he likes, and I know his desires. You know, I'm learning every day about this motherfucker, but I still can say I know myself and I have my personality, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's important for me to be with other people like that. And I know being yourself is one of your biggest core values. Like you live.
1: So I, to be honest though, it's not just it's been a blessing at some times, but it's also been a curse because until recently because uh i guess i'll just preface it and say this too when it comes to like relationships i've had like flings and shit like that but for the longest time i didn't i've never really had like the long-standing relationship because up until i would say about a year ago i wasn't gonna let myself because i was a very i didn't really trust people like that and i am started to, uh i guess learning as we got older and stuff of where all these things came from i didn't trust people to accept me and i didn't trust people to like uh, really be okay with who I was. And I just, I wasn't going to change who I was for anybody. Like I'm going to be doing the things I want to do, like whether that's lame, corny, whatever, and be a certain thing. And I was, I always told myself that, okay, so if you're with somebody else, obviously I'm not going to change me, but are they ever going to really accept you? And so that's just not going to happen. Like all the lame shit and stuff included. And obviously it's petty now, like thinking about it now, but when you're a kid, like, and younger, I say kid, but when you're your younger self, you care about all these things a little bit more. Like I want to say like my new things, but they don't even really have to be big shit. Like they accept me like, oh, I have like a random love for like air balloons or some shit. It's not like that. It's just like little things, you know, Mm -hmm. but um, past that though, like thinking about it now it's like obviously breaking that um, barrier and like being more okay with it and things like that. And then also finding people that are okay with being themselves too and not trying to mold and be like you or not hoping that you like are acting like a different person and being like them or like uh, acting like other people to fit like this facade or whoever they want to be with it makes like you're talking to people and being with people and stuff that much better now like when you're okay with the fact that y'all are very strongly rooted in
0: i'm my own person mm-hmm. yeah and it makes you only want to be around people like that to be fair because it's no dig or anything at anyone else because truly everyone has their own journey but you've seen it like we were speaking about earlier you kind of Feel like not I'm over it, but kind of like I went through so fucking much in my life to get to this point. So much bad, so much good, so much up and downs, whatever, right? That I. Pray for you. I'm happy for you on your journey. And I hope one day it comes together for you too. You know what I'm saying? Because being solid in your state of mind or being solid in your sense of self doesn't take away from the lows. It doesn't take away from the shit you feel as a human being, right? You're still going to be sad. You're still going to be this, but it's just, it's different because you're always rooted in your core self and your core values. Mm -hmm. So you know, you're going to be all right at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? You don't let shit make you break out and almost a manic in certain senses because no one can tell you shit about you, Yeah, you know, like, you're gonna learn about you going forward, so, I don't know, like, why has that always been a big, I know that's always been, but just detail a little bit about how important that's been in your life growing up, period, just,
2: well, I was gonna say the same thing to all of us here, is, like, weirdly, all three of us have, like, an underlying confidence about ourselves, that, like, I am always, and people always ask me, like, where is that, like, what is that rooted in? Like, how do you like genuinely like have that like so much selfish like self confidence? I guess whatever like assurance in yourself, and like I attribute it a lot to like my parents, like 100. the way that I was raised. I don't know if you guys are the same way, 100%, but, so, a lot. but like for sure, it's just like so. Like briefly, I was homeschooled when I was younger, and like people always were like you know. Yo, y'all's kids are gonna turn out
0: weirdos. <laughs> so were we they right? awkward? <laughs> no, like, we're all so. Um, um, they're like, all social butterflies somehow. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah, because you usually hear the stereotypes about homeschool kids. Yeah.
2: So it's like weird, but whenever I think about it, and I know that like my situation is very specific, but like, I had no one bring me down. Like, I, like, my hype men were like my parents, like my mom every day being like, you look great. Like, you. You look you so look good. good. This is so like you're doing great in these sports that you're playing, and like you're the best. You're the best. Like hyping me, and like yo, I was a chubby kid. Like if I would have <laughs> went to school, like of course I would have gotten bullied, and I'm sure that my confidence would have been like not what it is today. But like number one, homeschool your kids. I definitely think that you should do oh, that. Uh, but also, I, mean, I, I think that that's like my confidence. I'm starting to look
0: like a hard agree with that now. <laughs> <laughs>
2: my confidence was a lot like. I don't know just and my parents just being my hype men all the time like and i'm and it makes me so sad that like i don't know it's people that don't
1: necessarily get like that same opportunity that you had from your parents treating you a certain way exactly and unfortunately you
0: see a lot of people and this isn't because not everyone's fortunate to have a relationship like we do with our parents Mm -hmm. like we know that I talk about it all the time when it comes to all the suspensions I got like growing up and all the trouble I got in school or whatever was happening like I know my mom was going to like beat my ass like call me this like whatever behind closed doors but I never ever in life till this day lost wavering faith that if it is me and her versus anybody on this planet that is my number one partner you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying mm-hmm. like that person is here to ride for me like they truly believe in me they believe me and they're going to be by my side mm-hmm. no matter what and so i'm i feel blessed that we even yeah. had that relationship with our parents I, I
1: don't know i feel like obviously some of it came from like my parents i want to say my parents but a lot more my mom than my dad even though my dad definitely uh was right writer too and he do my dad's hard at giving compliments, but when All he right, does, when he does, you hold, like her right here. Like, you hold it here forever. they are <laughs> like, oh, my nigga said something nice. <laughs> my mom was always like, you can accomplish anything. Yeah. You fucking got this. Oh you're my God. You look what? good. You look good. Who bad. stepped out? Who made you? I'm like, shit, I do look good. Cause y'all think but we have big heads or I have God. a big head. My mom yeah. is, <sighs> I definitely, I will say this though, at least for me personally, and it's not cause it did come from a different place from you of course. because I'm a middle child. There's four of us, so there's two middle children, technically. But I'm the true middle child. The third one's the really, you really understand, you know. That's true.
0: <laughs>
1: but And so, I don't know without going too much into like the middle child shit. You had to find confidence in different places, because you were, you were kind of getting ignored in certain cases, because the first one got a lot of attention, because they're the fuck up, because they're the first try through everything. So, you're getting the, hey <laughs> you know, obviously, the parents are picking cleaning up their scraps, it's just like, ah, oh, fuck, all right. We also shit it on the most, oh my God, God. God, And then the baby's just catching the love because it's like oh, they the just love. think parents think that they're they perfected it by the end. They're like, "I did such a good job with you. You're ended up amazing. You're doing great." Like they're showering them with so much love, and it's just over here. Like I was just a trial run to get to the baby, you know. <laughs> so for me, I, there was just many times like reflecting as a child though, where I just came to the conclusion early that no matter who it is though, and no matter what situation I'm placed in. I gotta love myself, <laughs> because if no one else is going to at times, because when, oh, no. when you're a middle child, sometimes it really doesn't feel like people are fucking with you, <laughs> but I was just telling myself, like, you gotta figure this shit out early, because if it's just you, you gotta make sure that you're gonna be solid no matter where that you are, mm-hmm. and so, obviously, I had a good support system around me, you know, moving on and growing up and stop being, like, a hater on the fact that I was a middle child, but
2: it's also I just, like when you got I a lot stole that siblings. in myself a lot, too. When you got a lot of siblings, it's a lot of like you got to fend for yourself. For sure, like, oh
1: my god, it's
0: the yo, wild, it's wild, like, wild West.
2: You got the mashed the parents, potatoes on uh, yeah. the what? table. It's like, bro, still to you this scoop day. Extra to still make still sure. to this day,
0: Ezgo, if he sees, I'm within our parents' land. Not even just like in the house, within the land. And my mom cooks certain things, he's going to take the biggest meat out because he knows that if I walk in the house, I'm taking it. Like, this motherfucker <laughs> is always ready. My little always little <laughs>
2: my youngest sister, we're all only a year apart from each other, so she's only four and a half years younger than me, but when she was, like, four years old and my mom would have, like, green beans on the table or something, my, like, four-year-old little sister would scoop so much just because, like... It was instilled in us at a young age. You know, it's a doggy dog world out here. She was just you
0: like, "Fuck, it. Like, I'm gonna make sure I got money. I'ma eat." Yeah. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> Shout out to her. Yeah. That's funny as fuck. And we all played sports. Fair, True. Fair. You, you
1: you can't have I, this goes to a go deeper confidence, would. but be real. You can't be a good athlete and not have an ego because if you don't, <laughs> people will shit on you and you will get crushed and then you will suck and
0: you won't of see playing time. Oh, you got to make sure you can hype your. I mean, I'm my own biggest fan. If not me, it's the rest of the woman watching, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <who's man's- laughs> Somebody check this dude. <laughs> I'm happy we said that late in the pod too. Hopefully that'll make it to that. I'm gonna get caught. Qu- I, I don't know I'm they get don't make it to people. That. <laughs> I'm gonna get caught. it is what it is. Whatever. But <laughs> we definitely Super appreciate you giving us these stories and telling us a little bit about yourself as well. I'm very excited for us to do our video like whenever we get a chance to really get into the meat of it Mm -hmm. because I know you're going to love the opportunity to shit on me on a public platform. Oh, it's gonna be so much fun. But I think we're going to have a very positive, a very beautiful conversation that a lot of people can use moving forward. And so like the last couple of things I wanted to mention before the pod went on for too long, just because we're not going to harp on it, but I did think they were big enough yeah. to talk about Jordan did start a NASCAR team, which I think is outstanding because of the signing of Bubba Wallace. Look,
1: Look we've given Jordan a lot of hate. And before I, we even continue this, I got to say something. The off spaces were formed. We take back everything Every bit of the Jordan Hay baby Look I see You were probably going through Some shit too Jordan And you're a human being I'm. He's a gambling alcoholic bro You know what I'm saying I'm not even he's saying it Because of that But I really was shit. talking About this man Like he didn't care About certain people And
0: he's proving me wrong He loves us He Why loves us I don't know. It just felt like for Maybe a while, him now, and sorry. a small pool of people, which we're not going to mention the rest of their names because I want to leave with love here because we're giving Jordan his flowers. It's like him and a small pool we'll of like, large black leaders, I felt like were sellouts to the point that yes, no one signs, no one is demanded to and must be an activist, but there are mm-hmm. certain things that go on in this country that I feel like you need to A, make movement towards or B, speak on if you are a black a black person in power. Or and sure, that is literally
1: just, the, like the most minimal amount of like the minimum character. And
0: that is me personally saying that. And I just want it to be genuine, too. Some of these leaders, we've seen some of the most ingenuine acts when it seems like they are pressured to speak on stuff or when it seems like they feel like it's a must or it's a popular thing in that moment when... At the end of the day you got to remember y'all are black people too and that is something that i know is different person to person Mm -hmm. so it is why i reprimanded these people because i ain't nobody knows what they'll do till they're actually there so i don't want to say with absolute fact but no matter what level that the off space gets to or what level like a career in entertainment we actually do make for ourselves i've made it very 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 important to always back black, to always speak black, and to always show love to black people because I'm, that's, looking my skin, you feel me? Like, I have to, I see the injustices, I see what's going on, I felt them to my own levels, whether they be microaggressions or real aggressions, and so I feel like those people, if they are forced into the role of role model, should take that a little bit more seriously. That being said, I think Jordan has, in the last few years, truly truly just more in a public side shown his support for these causes Mm -hmm. and these movements because
1: you see with certain things like when the nba decided to when there was like the little hiatus going on again once the bubble started because players were like boycotting and they were just not trying to like go to work because there was bigger shit happening you know obviously and they didn't and they felt like they were being a distraction and there was they were trying to hold these meetings to figure out how to move forward he was one of the people who was a notable part in like helping kind of bridge the gap and make help other owners and things where who are usually traditionally a certain kind of individual they're usually white people (laughs) and whatnot and just being like a voice and like trying to actively use himself in making a change and so that was cool to see him actually stepping out when he doesn't necessarily have to but it's a shame if you don't it's a shame if you don't amen
2: i'm kind of like ignorant to the whole situation I didn't I guess I just I mean I, I never thought of it from that point of view mm-hmm. but do you think that it's because like at such a young age like he was such a young basketball player that like mm-hmm. he just felt like he never got treated how people I, say you get treated a lot before. I want to say this like,
1: I think he got asap rocky and honest, yeah. like you just don't really see a certain thing and you remove yourself from the like I guess you you're, Kind of remove yourself from a community because you're not going through the same issues, and you're being woefully, like woefully ignorant to like what's going on because you because don't have you to. See you're rich, you. famous, and, and everybody's fucking with you. So why do you have to social care? Social
2: media, like this man, was probably in a bubble. Where, like, it was just him getting praised his Mm -hmm. whole life. And, like, he didn't feel treated any different because he was a superstar. Or to,
0: like, the extremes. Yeah. And he did detail, I believe, so I want to give him a little bit more credit. He did detail a little bit in um, this open letter he made after one of the shootings within the last few years, which showed me the genuineness that I was looking for in somebody standing up to stuff like this. And so I think he had made mention of him, if I am correct, experiencing racism himself and just... Going into it, he may not have understood the depth, you know what I'm saying, because of just how removed you get at such an early age. Mm -hmm. Like, he was looked at as a basketball star pretty early. Not a basketball god till he got to the NBA, but a basketball star pretty early. That's a a much different lifestyle than most of us live, you know what I'm saying? Like, you see the lamellos and, like, the high school players. We're now just seeing it on social media. How these players are
1: actually, like, their lifestyle. It's literally
0: like you reach a certain age where you know you're getting recruited, and then... For a lot of them we see on IG, it's like, your grades don't matter anymore, school doesn't matter anymore, and you are just babied until you make it to the Mm -hmm. next level, Mm -hmm. right? Because now you're popping on social media, you're hanging out with all these celebrities flying everywhere, people are flocking to you, it's like, that's a different life than a lot of us lived in high school, you know what I'm saying? Like high school and early college, so I know his experience was much different, so I do want to give a shout out to Jordan there, and a shout out to Bubba Wallace as being the only signed driver under Jordan's NASCAR team. Mm -hmm. And then the last thing I wanted to make mention on, which I thought was relatively important, is before the fact you that go, LeBron has made it to 10 finals. That's it. We're going to talk you go crazy. On, I wanted uh-huh. to harp on something
1: more on that fact, though, because I've been getting more into cars, and I found <laughs> that around a lot, like, really interesting, especially racing and shit. And then it started to dawn on me. I was like, how come, like, there's no black people really in, like, racing? You know? How come, like... Black people don't really care about racing and all this stuff going on. It's like, really, it's because you don't see yourself. It's representation. I just made the mental switch. I never really cared about it for me because I'm just going to do what I want in general. And I always find my way into, like, obscure places that I probably shouldn't have been in general. I wanted to do fencing as a kid. I didn't only because they didn't have it around me. But, like, this shit's kind of cool. And you're going to see a lot more black people in racing. And I feel like you're going to see a lot of fire-ass black
0: races. And it's it's just the space, too, because... We have to think about all sports historically right like when baseball was historically racist they had the african-american baseball league right and so we had to make something of our own they noticed the talent over there and so they started to integrate them slowly into the mlb right Mm -hmm. and so now baseball is one of the most diverse sports in the world you see people from all countries creeds religions whatever playing baseball and we saw the switch We saw the switch in basketball. And when I say we saw, I'm saying like historically we saw the switch. NASCAR has been something that's always been kind of represented in a negative way Mm. right when it turns to almost like the way people just hear trump supporter and immediately think you're racist now like you almost would hear nascar and think ooh, like kind of think something about the person like something might be going on and so now with how they've been gearing towards these changes with bubba wallace is becoming one of the faces and like all of that i think it's becoming more welcoming so you're gonna start to see more black people in nascar so i'm ready for that
2: it makes me so happy too because honestly I'll be real with you guys. I went to a lot of NASCAR races when I was young.
0: I, I, I
1: didn't doubt it. I did not doubt it.
2: Of course I did. But yeah, I just like it. Every time that I see them like in the media pop up and whatever and all the shit that they've been doing, I'm like, hell yeah. You know like,
0: No, I love it. I really, truly love it a lot. It makes me think like... There can be change in NASCAR. And I know this sounds shitty to say, but it's like, there can be change Mm -hmm. in NASCAR, bro. There can be change in the United States. Y'all just need (laughs) to open your eyes (laughs) and ears and, like, really just start to accept people and start to love. Maybe you can take a fencing
2: class. Maybe take a fucking fencing class for my dog.
0: But do y'all have any closing words for the people? Uh, 10 finals appearances in 13 fucking days. Those are my closing words. LeBron LeBron James... I never want to get disrespect about LeBron James. I truly don't. Truly don't. Kobe still might go biased, but LeBron James is right there. 1B. <laughs> 1B. You have any closing words?
2: Uh... Thank you guys for inviting me. Hey.
0: I feel like an asshole now. All of ours are also hard shit. Yours is. Thank you for having me on, bitches. I'm here. Um, I will
2: say, <laughs> fuck Tory Lanez.
0: Super, super, fuck um, that guy. I'm happy we didn't really detail it because I really don't even want to give this man even more attention now. Yeah, I don't but think that we should him. talk
2: about it, and I don't think that anyone should ever go click on his shit. That's no, like, super. Fuck stop fuck that listening guy. to it. Fuck him. Um,
0: Treat him the same as bald fat ass from Miami. Yeah. we don't even need to say her name. Like. Just the or just like raging cookie cutter sorority looking white bitch on TV. Like we need to really just there are certain people that are canceled and I'm never going to even say their name. Stop bringing Mm -hmm.
2: media attention to it. Mm -hmm. Stop bringing attention to it. No
0: clicks. The little bots are gonna wear out. So those fake numbers that you were trying to post so that motherfuckers think that people are still fucking with your shit are gonna go away once. You guys realize you're getting no return on that.
2: No, I will say people probably are listening to it just to see if there's some tea, though. Like, just honestly, like, yo, is he saying anything about it? I know.
0: I don't know. Are,
1: I, I've been seeing people's that allure on. is gonna yeah. go away.
0: That allure is gonna yeah. go away, and then hopefully he fades away because that's what that person deserves. Yeah. And so I yeah. am so happy that you came on. Yeah, it was fun for sure. You brought a lot of good nice. conversations, interesting
1: takes, and for sure. I felt like it was a solid episode. Yeah. yeah thanks for coming on. Thanks, so, guys. This was fun. My name is Chuka. My name is Azigo. And this is the Off Space. Space, space. Yes, sir, ski. It's not as cool when y'all can see me making a face now. <laughs> Jesus.